People ask me all the time. Where do you like to eat? What's your favorite food? What's the best thing you've ever eaten? That's why we're here now. Not only to tell you what we love to eat, but where you can go get it. I could just live on this appetizer for the rest of my life. It smacks your tongue around and it says, wake up, we're about to have a meal now. They're salty, buttery, <laughs> they're delicious. This right here is what you call appetizer masterpiece. My favorite appetizers. Mm. I could just live on this appetizer for the rest of my life. It is fantastic. The most unbelievable appetizer I've ever had is the lasagnette with crustacean sauce at Bartolotta in Las Vegas. This is easily number one pasta dish of all time for me. It is perfect. I love crustaceans, I love tomatoes, I love pasta, and Paul Bartolotta wrapped it all into one little dish. Paul Bartolotta is one of the best seafood chefs in America. He flies in fish and shellfish from the Mediterranean every day. I have a marine biologist that works on staff, and so we're very careful about how we handle our, our live crustacean program. It's an amazing array of fish that you really don't see very many places in this country. If I want to take people on that journey, I want to transport them back to Italy, then I need these ingredients to get that flavor. He's taking the shells from the shellfish, the lobster, the shrimp, the langoustines, the crab, and he's roasting the shells and creating a stock with it. Mix it with tomatoes and some other spices as well. A little bit of chopped garlic, a couple of bay leaves, a little bit of brandy, and we end up with a tomato-based crustacean flavor. To finish the dish, you saute a little garlic and chili, add all of your seafood to it, a little brandy, a little sherry, a little white wine, cook it all together, add your rags of pasta to it. The pasta noodles, it's like baby lasagna. It actually has that jagged edge on, on both sides. Very fresh pasta. So the pasta just drinks up this crustacean sauce. We're gonna finish with just a little light drizzle of olive oil. It comes out of the kitchen, and it's just a perfect bowl from the sea. It smells like the ocean mixed together with garlic and tomatoes. The sauce kind of glazes the pasta uh, just the right way. I'd be happy just having that appetizer with that appetizer with that appetizer. Just give me lots of lasagna, lots of crustacean sauce, and I'll be happy. Hey, Paul, I need a bigger bowl. Bigger bowl. Appetizers, they're there to just wet your appetite normally. Then every once in a while, there's an appetizer that comes along, and instead of being ready to move on to the next course, you just want to stay there. In appetizer world, keep eating and eating and eating. The onion soup dumplings at the Stanton Social Club in New York City rock the appetizer world. I don't know how they do these, but all I know is I can take a toothpick and eat French onion soup. Now that's an appetizer. Stanton Social is one of the coolest spots. I heard that it was really hard to get into, so I went. I didn't get in. <laughs> it took me like four times to even get in the place. And when I finally got in and discovered these onion soup dumplings, it was worth going back four times. And they're so much fun to eat. When you order a traditional French onion soup, once you eat the crouton and the cheese, you're sort of left with a bowl of onions. It's like no fun anymore after those first few bites. By creating a dumpling out of it, you sort of get that experience in one bite. They really did nail the flavor of French onion soup. It's so amazing. We use four different types of onions, white Spanish onions, red onions, cipollini onions, and shallots. We're gonna slowly caramelize these, then we're gonna start to add our liquids. Red wine, chicken stock. And then the beef broth. We're gonna let it simmer for hours. So now that the soup is made, we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna turn them into dumplings. However, I cannot show you how I do that. It is a secret. How do they do that? They didn't tell us. I'm never gonna know. 
and then they transfer the dumpling to a traditional escargot dish. And then they're taking that, baking it with Gruyere cheese on top. We spike them with the garlic crouton. And then out come the onion soup dumplings. <gasps> Inside that dumpling is soup. When you eat it, it goes whoosh. Mm. Wow. You've got the perfect balance of sweetness from the caramelized onions. You taste beefiness. You taste a little bit of salt, and you taste nutty Gruyere cheese. This right here is what you call appetizer masterpiece. Man, they make me so happy. The original word is appetizer, teasing one's appetite. I'm a bit of a novice food historian. I didn't just make that up. One of the most shocking, weird-sounding, bucket-o-crazy appetizer that I've come across is the shrimp and alligator cheesecake at Chocomo's in New Orleans. It's so bizarre, but it's so good. The shrimp and alligator cheesecake takes everything you thought you knew about cheesecake and then kicks it down in the bayou. Yeah, there's your cheesecake now. All right. This is not a sweet cheesecake. Relax. Brooklyn, don't get offended. It parallels a normal dessert cheesecake, except everywhere a normal cheesecake goes sweet, this particular cheesecake makes a left turn at Saltyville. This is not going to be like a piece of New York cheesecake. It's a savory cheesecake, similar to a quiche. Start it with a hot skillet. Put about a quarter pound of butter. It's got onions and peppers. This is nice gulf shrimp. Shrimp are so fresh, they come right out of the gulf. And then the alligator isn't in there just for shock value. It's more like an alligator on dewy sausage. It's not just a gimmick. It's there because it's delicious. Better to eat the alligator than have it eat you. You let it cook for about three or four minutes, and you add your seasoning. And there's also a smoked Gouda cheese, cream cheese, eggs, and there's cream. You want to incorporate everything together. You make a crust with panko breadcrumbs, Parmesan Romano cheese, a little butter, and then you fill it up. Everything is baked inside of it. And it's all balanced with this really nice, spicy tomato Creole sauce. I mean, that, that's all you need. They say le bon temps roule. Let the good times roll. Ah, <laughs> wow. When you taste this cheesecake, it smacks your tongue around, and it says, wake up, we're about to have a meal now. Like, boom. And that's what an appetizer should do. So tangy and sharp and spicy. The smoky alligator sausage. I mean, it's moist. It's, it's rich. It's fantastic. Amazing. It is flip you on your head, change everything you think about cheesecake delicious. Appetizers are great. They get you excited about what's coming up next. Gives you something to talk about, something to nibble on. It's a great way to get the meal rolling. One of the greatest appetizers I've ever had, it's the popovers at BLT Steak in New York City. Hot, steamy, crispy, sensational. If you've never had a popover before, it would be as if a muffin and a souffle and a love child. They're really like a gigantic, light as a cloud, eggy, savory muffin. And these are the best. If you go to BLT Steak, instead of getting bread, you get warm popovers. You don't even have to ask for them. Not only is this the best popover I've ever had, it's also kind of free. And it's so much more than just getting bread before dinner. It's really an appetizer. It's a great way to kick off one of the best steakhouses in New York. A popover is a really simple dough made with flour, eggs, and milk. We're just going to mix it until the lumps have been removed. And you make them in popover pans. You want to fill them all the way up to the brim, because the more batter that's in the pans, 
the bigger your popovers will be. Last but not least, we top our popovers with some grated Gruyere cheese. Back in the oven she goes for 50 minutes. Holy gosh, look at those things. So when you sit down and have dinner at BLT Steak, it's almost like a ceremony. The hot popovers come out of the oven. The recipe comes with the popovers, which is kind of cool. They're so addictive, so now we just give it away for all of our diners. Lucky them. You break it open, and the steam starts to climb out. They smell delicious, and you get the whiff of gorgeous, like, toasted Gruyere cheese. See how beautiful and comas custard-like the texture's on the inside? And then you take a little bit of butter and a little bit of sea salt on top of that, and that is a fantastic bite. And you get the sharpness of the Gruyere, softness from the egg. Mmm. We're ready to have a fantastic meal. My favorite appetizers, popovers. Mmm. This one dish is so unique. You take a bite and you're like, if this is the starting point, I can't wait to see where this is gonna end up. It just completely blew my mind. I'm here to talk about the Aguil Carpaccio at Senora Martinez in Miami. Good evening, welcome to Senora Martinez. It's the best appetizer I've ever eaten. Aguil Carpaccio, it's kind of disconcerting. There's something about it that just makes you look at it twice. What are you talking about, an aguio carpaccio? Don't let the name fool you. It's delicious, and it's so simple. Literally, egg yolks on a plate with a little pile of fried potatoes and shrimp. But you don't realize the experience that you're in for. First step in making the dish is separating the eggs. You want only the yolk for this dish. And then they put their plates under the heat lamp. Keep their plates so they're really hot. They take a spoonful of those egg yolks and they just put it on that hot plate. And that's what cooks the egg yolk. While the egg yolks are setting on the hot plate, we're gonna go ahead and cook off the shrimp. Beautiful main shrimp. She heats her butter. Our compound butter has a little bit of garlic, shallot, lemon zest, parsley, and white wine. She tosses the shrimp in that butter just until it's warm. Place that on top of the carpaccio. And then she has these shoestring potatoes that she fries and just kind of places it on top of the shrimp. And when that egg yolk carpaccio hits the table, everybody always has the same reaction. Once one crosses the dining room, every other table will have one on it as well. It's kind of the shot before the race that gets things going. You take a piece of bread and you just sop up everything that's there. The first thing that you taste when you put it in your mouth is those egg yolks just coating your tongue and then the texture of the bread with the shrimp. All these things together create such a great whole. You know, I can go on and on, but the emotions of it keep getting in the way that it's just like, ah, oh, perfect. It really just sets the mood for the entire meal. It really makes me hungry thinking about it. I should have had a bigger lunch. <laughs> it's such a good dish. This dish, it's kind of like a circus on your plate in front of you. It wows you, but doesn't overwhelm you. The best thing I ever ate as far as an appetizer goes is Alinea's hot potato, cold potato. It's a truly amazing dish. When you go to Alinea, you're gonna have fun. They like to give you, oh, say 20 courses of tiny little bites. Everything is so unique and special. What I really love about hot potato, cold potato is that it really is one of the most beautiful, simple, pure, elegant dishes that the restaurant serves. Hot potato, cold potato is basically a chilled potato soup with a little ball of hot cooked potato suspended above it on a pin. Your job as the customer is to pull that pin out so that the hot potato falls into the cold potato. It's kind of like a Willy Wonka experience. We're shooting for distinct differences in temperature in the mouth at the same time. 
This soup is nothing but potatoes, heavy cream, there's a little truffle oil, and a little bit of truffle juice. Now we're gonna bring this to a simmer before we then blend it. But now we need to chill it down. We wanna make this soup about 40 degrees. The hot potato component is even simpler. You have a Yukon Gold potato that you scoop out with a melon baller. Simply cooked in water, butter, and salt. Now we have the garnishes. Assembling a dish at Alinea is kind of like performing surgery. You have this wax bowl. And you gently impale it with the stainless steel pin. And then onto that pin, he slides a little chunk of Parmesan cheese, a tiny little piece of chive, a little cube of chilled butter. At that point, we would pour in the chilled potato soup. And then at the last moment, you want to take that really hot sphere of potato, put that on the very end of the pin. Then on top of the ball of potato, he puts a slice of black truffle, and there you go. The dish arrives, you pull the pin out of the bowl, you eat it immediately. Mm. You're attacking all your senses. Something soft, you get something crispy. And you get to experience the contrast of that beautiful chilled soup with that nice little hot ball of potato, and it's really just a quick bite, and it's gone. That is so delicious. And you wish it was back. But it's not. I didn't do that. And it's a great dish. I pretty much always order an appetizer. I'd love to go and make an entire meal of small plates. That's like a perfect meal. Calamari is by far my favorite appetizer. And the best calamari is in Kirkland, Washington at Purple Cafe. It's the perfect appetizer. My husband and I, we've had calamari everywhere. If calamari is on the menu, it's on our table. Fried calamari is actually a pretty tough thing to nail. Everybody thinks they can do calamari. You know, it's like everybody thinks they're funny. They overfry, they overbread, they oversalt. Those are the three biggest crimes in the calamari world. But at Purple Cafe, they deliver a perfect calamari. So this is wild-caught Pacific calamari, and we just cut across them, put this simple seasoned flour on it, and then fry it fast. The calamari is not over-fried. It's crisp, but also tender. But what really takes the calamari over the edge is their Moroccan dipping sauce. They start with a tomato puree that they spice up with all these fantastic Moroccan flavors. You want to toast the spices in the order of woodiness. The cinnamon stick can go in kind of early. Cloves can go next. Cumin, coriander. Fennel seeds and then bay leaf. It starts to give a toasty, roasty aroma to it. Then we add the red chili flakes, let it cool down, and then we grind it. And they fold it into a garlic lemon aioli. I could seriously eat the dipping sauce with the spoon. That smells amazing. It looks beautiful. It's the perfect color. It's the perfect thickness. You can see the calamari. You know what's in there. Mm. Can you hear that crunch? Am I allowed to double dip? I think so. They really have nailed the balance between texture and calamari flavor. And that sauce, spicy, but a little bit tangy. So good. But it doesn't overpower the calamari. Perfection on a plate. Mmm. Are you ready to get your snail on? It is snail o'clock. You want to get the best appetizer I ever ate? You go to Charleston in Baltimore, Maryland, and get the burgundy snails. You're going home happy. Which Cro-Magnon European first picked up a snail and said, oh, that'll be good. I know people are like snails, and I just can't get over the fact that I'm eating a snail. They're not weird. They're not weird. They're just delicious little invertebrates. Snails are so good. 
And if Cindy Wolf's making snails, it's going to be great. The snails are from the region of Burgundy. So they are an incredible product. They have a really pretty flavor. If I didn't work for Cindy, I would not be a pastry chef right now. Cindy made me want to cook for the rest of my life. And the way she approaches cooking snails, she's just the best at it. They love being cooked gently in butter with garlic and shallots. Then she makes a, a puff pastry. We're using a sharp ring cutter. We take our pastry out to start it on the stove. And then I add a little bit of bacon. Some just say bacon? And then I'm going to bake it for about five to six minutes. And then you have like basically a little puff pastry bucket. Now in her bucket, she puts six snails. Now that they're nice and warm, we're going to use sherbet as a garnish. Drizzle our red wine reduction around. And you're going to finish with the Verblanc. Verblanc is a white wine and butter emulsification. Just puts more butter. Thumbs up. All those sauces are gonna combine and get sucked up by that puff pastry. This sauce is thick. You don't want a milliliter to go to waste. When you eat a snail, they're salty and buttery. A Little bit of snap on the outside. <laughs> they're delicious. So I can eat a few dozen. This is definitely one of those appetizers that you're really sad when it's over. Wait a minute. I know the chef here. Can I get another one? These are the best snails I've ever eaten.